know what the theme song of the Hot Mess Teacher Express is right now? Still alive, but I'm barely breathing. Yep, that's what it is. Alright, let's let's just get started. Hello, all you hot messes with an extra dose of messy. <laughs> I hope that everyone's doing okay. You're hanging in there and saying no to the social obligations if you don't feel like doing them. My problem with social obligations and professional obligations, let's be real, is if you ask me enough in advance, if you ask me like two weeks in advance, I feel really good. And I feel really good that day. I'm going to be like, yeah, I'll for sure go to that party or I'll for sure cover that duty for you. Like, absolutely count me in whatever I can do. And then it, when it comes time to pay the piper, whether it's going to the, going to the party or doing the duty, I really regret <laughs> saying yes to that. So just, you know, be kind to yourself during this time. Think about what two week future you would want you to do in that moment before you say yes. <laughs> All right. Please make sure to follow us on social media. Um, Facebook and Instagram is where you're going to find some of the content where I like to interact with you guys and where you're going to find a community of people just like you who who, you know what, might be secretly hot messes. They might look to put together on the outside, but deep inside they're like, oh no, this is, this is out of control. Or they are true embracing the hot messiness of this teaching life. So that is all there for you um, on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Hot Mess Teacher Express. Give us a follow and join us on this, on this journey. All right, let's get into today's episode. I have a really, I'm, I'm into TikTok right now. I'm deep into the hashtag teacher TikTok, and I'm going to play an audio from a TikTok that I came across late as I was scrolling one night, and I want to chat about it really quick. But before I do that, I want, I want to kind of set the scene. I want to take you back to your college days, not your college nights, because that would give me a headache, but the college days, okay? The days spent in your college classrooms. Remember what it was like to wake up at like 9 or 10 a.m., saunter off to class, <laughs> and then stress during finals time thinking it was the peak of how stressed life was going to be. <laughs> Can we just take a moment and, and laugh at that? Because, goodness gracious, I I legit thought that that was as stressful as life was going to get was during college finals. <sighs> but then after all that stress, after I thought I reached the peak of that stress, I got to leave school for like five weeks and literally do nothing at home. Nothing. I got to, I got to sleep in, do like see my friends whenever I, like no obligations whatsoever. Oh, those were the days. Seriously. I remember taking every education class that I took though. So seriously, I ate up every single one of my education classes because that's what I was going into. 
right? I needed every ounce of wisdom that my college professors were giving me because if I wasn't successful in writing a like 20 page curriculum lesson plan, then I wouldn't ever be successful in a classroom, right? <laughs> I quickly found out, I guess, that being the student in the classroom wasn't getting me a lot of great information or context to what I was going to be doing once I finally graduated and got that piece of paper to tell the world that I was responsible enough to, to educate children. The field placements that they put me in in college for those 30 minutes once a week in a real live elementary classroom, I, I lived for those moments. I felt so important. Whenever I drove off that college campus to go to that local elementary school, I, I remember just feeling so cool rolling up into that school. And that was, those classrooms were also where I kind of had that first experience in seeing the magic that the classroom can hold. I'm, and let me, let me be very clear about my field placements when I was in college. The field placements that I was in, basically where I graded for the teacher that was hosting me, I did not. This might be different for a lot of other people, but I did not interact with the kids at all during those one week, those one day or that 30 minute block one once a week. I didn't interact with the kids except to do the one lesson that I was supposed to teach and have evaluated by whoever was hosting me. The lack of real classroom experience that I got during my college education isn't really anyone's fault. The college set up this program and it looks really great on paper. Absolutely, looks amazing on paper. The host teacher that was nice enough to have me invade her classroom once a week was running a classroom and needed papers graded, right? Like she's got a lot going, she had a lot going on. I feel like if, when I walked in, like, goodness, she can't do one more thing. And I was a college student who was just ha like the happiest clam in all of the sea to be in a school doing what she dreamed of doing her entire life. Plus, I thought grading and bulletin boards were fun at the time. When I moved into my student teaching experience where... It was a full semester of being in a classroom. That was kind of when the switch happened to me. Shout out to my student teaching mentor because goodness gracious, she, oh, I love this woman to this day. Mrs. Keeler, the experience and wisdom and empowerment that she gave me during my student teaching experience was truly worth a million dollars and truly worth all of the tuition that I paid to the school. I remember being so scared to mess up when I was student teaching. I was absolutely terrified. The principal at the school scared the living daylights out of me. She was so critical and just, 
I I was I was a baby student teacher who had no backbone whatsoever and I was terrified of this woman. I was terrified of criticism. And Mrs. Keeler was retiring after the end of the school year. So on my first day of student teaching, she looked at me and said, this is your classroom now. And I, I literally thought I was going to have a panic attack. <laughs> I was like, I'm not ready. Please don't do this to me. She looked at me and she goes, you will never be ready. But you know what you're doing? You're going to be okay. I'll be right here. And she sat behind her teacher desk, legit put her feet up on the desk, opened her iPad, and gave the whole classroom to me. Like, and I loved it. I got to naturally form relationships with these kids. I got to have her observe me do lessons. I got to ask her questions and it was such an amazing experience that I had student teaching. And let this be a lesson to you, to those of you that are at college and pursuing a degree in education, if you do not have someone like Mrs. Keeler in your student teaching experience, who's saying, you can do this, you don't need me, I'm gonna take the training wheels off, stand up for yourself and insert yourself into that classroom. It's so hard, especially if you were like me. I don't like confrontation. I don't like being weird and awkward and like out of place, but interact with the kids, do the duties, go to the meetings, ask all the questions to real life teachers, go to the different classrooms in the school because that's when you'll have time to do it. Try your best to pass your courses, but honestly, don't stress about memorizing all of these competencies and making sure that your lesson plans are 33 pages. Like, that's not what this job is about. Now, I want to bring you to when that college degree was placed in your hand. Oh, what amazing moment that was. And you are a baby teacher on their way to the scary world of looking for a job. Yay! I've talked about it before on a previous episode, but I, I was desperate when I was looking for a job. I thought this is, I need to take the first one that's offered to me. So I, that's what I did. I took the first job that I was offered and got some actually like really great experience in teaching in a private school. I got a lot of experience with the private school, with working with parents. It's a little bit different because parents are paying for the education that their children are getting. So they have a lot more power in in the sense of what they want you to do. And me having no boundaries, I, I was definitely taken advantage of a few times. Um, but I did get a lot of great teaching experience and learned very quickly how consuming this job is. What are boundaries? What are they? <laughs> they did not exist in my first few years of teaching. Um, but honestly, my first year teaching, it was so hard, but I, I learned so much and I'm so thankful for that year. The next year I got a teaching job at the same place that I student taught in 
Um, I was actually in the same room that I student taught in and it, it, this was my first public school, sixth grade classroom. Don't tell anyone, but this class was my favorite. I will remember this class for as long as I live. One thing that came supernatural to me was building relationships with these kids. No matter what, these sixth graders knew that I cared and genuinely loved their presence in my classroom. One thing that did not come naturally for me was managing all the meetings and professional development and report cards and data and on and on and on. I had not experienced any of that in my private school teaching's job and to come into a public school where I literally had no idea what was going on. I couldn't, and I felt like I couldn't ask any questions because I was a professional and I absolutely, like I got this job and I should absolutely a thousand percent know what I was doing and talking about all the time. I for sure did not, definitely did not Google acronyms after another teacher came into my classroom to talk about the data they found on a star test. Definitely did not have to Google translate the acronyms that were thrown at me in that conversation. Or, or even how to read data from a standardized test. I was drowning and was way too proud to ask for help or say I didn't understand something. These are things that are never discussed in college courses. I can write a full 328 page curriculum and I did it barely, but I did it. But I could not tell you how to prep, manage my time or talk effectively at an IEP meeting or present data at those meetings, or how to read data to make my teaching student-driven, how to reapply for my teaching license. Like, that was, that was a big one. I was like, wait, <laughs> this license doesn't last forever. I have to, I have to prove that, that honestly might make me sound more dumb than I actually am, but I was very shocked when I had to reapply and prove my teaching credentials when I had to reapply for my first teaching license. It was horrifying. I did ask, this is why it's important to follow the Hotbus Teacher Express on social media, because I asked on my Instagram story, on the Hotbus Teacher Express Instagram story, any first year or newer teachers, what has been the most, specifically, what has been the most overwhelming part of your job? And these are some of the responses that I got. Not enough planning hours and too many teaching hours. I don't have time to get caught up and having more stuff piled onto my plate. I have special ed students integrated into my classroom with zero support. <laughs> That was something else too that I learned because I didn't I didn't know how to advocate for my kids. Um, that was that was something that I still kind of feel guilty for as a first year teacher, just because I felt like I couldn't advocate. I had um, a veteran teacher. I was talking to her about a student that I was really concerned about. She was like, 
well, why don't you call for a meeting? And I was like, I, I can do that. She goes, yeah, like just call for a cases meeting. And I was like, oh, that was again, like I didn't know you could do that. Um, another teacher said, first year teacher here, I don't know how to balance my work life and school life. Um, another one shared feeling like I'm doing all the quote unquote right things to manage student behavior and it's still not enough. And when a lesson doesn't go well, I feel like it's my fault and I am a bad teacher. Um, time management with grading and planning that came up a few times. Grading came up a lot. One, one teacher shared grading and not knowing what to take grades for and how many, oh, still feel this to this day. This is so, so tough. I like when I first started my first three years, I'd say I literally graded everything, put everything in the grade book, everything that they handed. I had to grade and put in the grade book because I had to prove, right? I had to prove that their grades were what they were supposed to be. <sighs> Another uh, teacher shared evaluations, SLOs, lack of clear expectations and communication from admin. Yep. Not knowing what I don't know. I feel this one too. Not feeling or not knowing what I don't know. Working so hard, but knowing I could be teaching better. I feel like I can't call for help with management because it makes me look bad, but I need to. Data collection, managing multiple students with behavior problems. Like all of these things that these first year teachers or first, second or third year teachers are sharing are not things that are covered or taught in a college course. No one talks about that they have trouble making lesson plans. No one, not, not one person. They just don't have enough time to plan. But time management and all of the everyday things that, that we do as educators and teachers in our classroom, it's so much more than lesson planning. I remember feeling that gut feeling of just feeling stupid and not enough of a teacher. And that's when I kind of came across and heard Dr. Zeisner's uncomfortable educator conversations. She is a Canadian principal and a professor at Gonzaga University. And honestly, I want more of her ideas. She, if you are not following her on social media, go do so because she is absolutely phenomenal. Um, but I am going to play the audio of the TikTok that I came across. Um, and I did get her permission to do this. So thank you, Dr. Zeisner. Um, but listen to her talk about early career teachers. You ready for today's uncomfortable educator conversation? Teachers in their first three years of teaching should only have a half-time teaching timetable work full-time, be paid full-time, but the teaching part of their contract should be part-time. Why? Because the other half of their timetable should be filled with mentoring, professional development, team teaching, safe observations, 
visiting other schools, classrooms, and districts, planning, organization, assessment and evaluation training, how to write report cards, how to talk to parents, essentially the practical items they should be exposed to at Teachers College. Just my thoughts, but I wonder if it would prevent burnout and provide a more stable base. All right, what do we think about that? I think I think it's brilliant. Would it prevent burnout? For me, I think it would. I feel like I would be so much more confident going into the next two or three years of my career with full knowledge of how I'm supposed to be doing the practical parts of my job. I I love the part where she talked about safe evaluations because again, I was that teacher, my early year teacher that was so afraid of criticism. I was so afraid of messing up and to have a space where you could have those safe evaluations. You felt okay to mess up. I feel like we say that all the time to our, to our students. Like, don't be afraid to fail. You learn from your mistakes, right? And to have that in the first couple years of your teaching career, I think would be so powerful. I feel like I would understand also like how to manage the things that I struggle with to this day. I feel like I kind of just mishmash everything together, trying to piece everything together the way that it kind of worked for me when I was first teaching. And that's the way it kind of works now. And it, it just, it's not an effective use of my time at all. And I'm, I'm not sitting here pretending that it would fix all of our problems. Don't, don't get me wrong. But even just implementing this for one year, I would love to see how powerful this would be, even if we implemented this for one year. I feel like it would help people at least feel like 67% more confident going into their next teaching year and not 100% burnt out. When I asked that question on Instagram, I was honestly so disheartened. Not disheartened with the teachers that shared, but just disheartened in the, the atmosphere, I guess, that surrounds these first year teachers that they're all struggling and drowning and burnt out. No, that's not, that's not the way that that should be going on. And I feel like Dr. Zeisner's idea about doing part-time teaching would be amazing. I feel like this would make new teachers feel so much more supported by their teaching staff, by administrators and from like by themselves. If I walked into the classroom every day confidently knowing that I've managed my time effectively and that we're gonna manage our time effectively in the classroom, it's not gonna be all rainbows and butterflies, but I feel like I would be so much more open to new ideas from colleagues and I would be so much more um, empowered to ask for help if there was a safe place to do that in the first few years of my teaching career. I don't know. How do you, how do you guys feel about it? I Would this help? You know what? Anyone want to start a Hot Mess Express University with, with me? Hmm? I feel 
Man, that would be so, first of all, that would be so fun. So fun. Our mascot would be just like this messy train. <laughs> but let's, like, let's do it. Hot Mess University. Hot Mess Express. Hot Mess Teacher Express University. I, yeah, let's do it. And then we can start putting these practical things into teacher training. <sighs> let's change the world with the Hot Mess Teacher Express, shall we? Hmm, that's a good 2022 career goal. Changing the world. One hot mess teacher at a time. <laughs> All right. I would love, love, love to hear how you guys feel about Dr. Zeisner's idea. I will post this. Uh, I will post this TikTok on the Hot Mess Teacher Express. Um, I almost said Hot Mess Teacher Express University. Hot Mess Teacher Express Instagram page and Facebook. And I would love, love, love to hear your ideas. All right. To all you hot messes, I am so proud of you for everything that you are doing. Here's to an amazing rest of your week, wherever this finds you. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share and follow on social media. All right. Until next time, all you hot messes. Choo-choo. That was a good one. Oh, 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 oh,